Michelle Live podcast. My, my Michelle Live. Hey, welcome to News and Views Week in Review. Taking the news of the week, unspinning it, and infusing it with a lot of hope with the God story. That's our job. It is no small feat, but we are ready to take it on. Who? We? Oh, yeah. Me and my buddy co-host, Adam Ruzieri. Hey, Adam. Hey, hey. What's up, everybody? (laughs) What a week we've had, Michelle. Oh, my gosh. This week, we were like, okay, we have to, we could only do so much. This should only be so long. It really can be. I just hope that this week everybody took some time to go into your garages and make sure that there's no random boxes of classified documentation in your garage. Because that would be awkward. I I really hate it. I look next to my Corvette that I don't have. It's not spring cleaning time yet. And there is nothing worse. Okay, full disclosure, you go into my garage, and my father died years ago. He's in my garage. It, you know, the ashes. He's still <laughs> sure, there. Sure. I come across dad every once in a while. He likes That's his garage. happy place. The garage is a happy place for a lot of men. And I lost Past him at one time. I was like, oh, fuck. Freaking heck. Where'd I put grandpa? But then you come across the classified documents and the and you're spare like, oh, nuclear should I head tell somebody? Warhead and just <laughs> the keys to the nukes. That's where I left those. It happens. Come on. It's absurd. But certainly though, you've been through it like over a six year period or so. You would think that you would at least be aware that you've got like a huge file of container, just a huge container of files just sitting around. And you would think every six years you at least go through the garage. Possibly. Okay, nah, and here's the problem. Nah, probably not. <laughs> here's the problem. In all honesty and full disclosures, again, as we've said before during the whole Trump file gate here, is that every president, they have... They have high clearance. They have documents. What do you think the presidential libraries are filled with? They have documents. They take documents with them. Obama has more documents than Trump ever amassed, and he served longer. So it's not a surprise. Hillary had a server in her freaking bathroom. These things. The one she bleached, right? It's a real thing. (laughs) We don't. Nothing to see here. And maybe we want to start putting the kibosh on this stuff, but it is, it's weird. And my concern is that why should we care? We're above the law. And that's what happens when you have one mindset that becomes a religious ideology that you may not challenge and you may not see in the press where the press is actually asking the hard questions or reporting the whole story or talking about stolen laptops. We're not taking it on. Nobody is being accountable. And you get this idea. They're not going to come after me. I'm untouchable. Whatever. Michelle, this show is about talking about worldviews, right? And this is like getting into a worldview that kind of sees the world with two classes. There's a managerial class and then there's a servant class, right? And that's like what Davos really exposes is the fact that this entire managerial class of elites of quote world leaders who all go to this place together and have these conversations and create these agendas that they then take back home to impose on their people. 
the servant class. Like, what is your worldview? Like, should this one group of people be creating policies for everybody? Or should this, quote, servant class, the citizens of countries, shouldn't we be the ones that are responsible for shaping the policies that govern our lives? Funny story on that. So Devos, of course, from the get-go, standing up and opening this gathering of the elite political leaders, corporate executives, and activists. These are the technocrats that decide how your life is going to be run, right? So they stand up and they say, all right, we're going to be for progressive climate and social justice agendas. And I'm thinking, you elite, moral, superior people, thank you. Except for this, do you realize that prostitutes are flocking to Devos, that the demand for prostitution and human trafficking for children is at an all-time high. There's two times in the world where prostitution, human trafficking, child trafficking is the highest. The Super Bowl? I was going to guess the Super Bowl and Davos. But number one, right there, Devos. Thank you you for your moral superiority, people. The prostitutes are there just trying to, like lobby for social justice pay equity <laughs> equal pay <laughs> or what do you think they're there for were they were they invited guests i'm guessing they weren't invited to the conference center but maybe the hotel okay i'm gonna get really controversial here dude <laughs> i'm thinking i would almost rather have them make policy than those now, they know a thing about hustle right and, and supply <laughs> and demand and setting prices and and i gotta say too like working hard these yeah what can we say michelle we have our world leaders shouldn't say any more on that one but (laughs) i know we have have these world leaders that are sitting here in these positions of authority living these lives of hypocrisy right do as i say not as i do we care about equity and women's rights and oh by the way what is a woman we can't tell you they try to say all this stuff from a high horse but then they're literally funneling money into the black market i guess prostitution in switzerland is legal but obviously there are some moral questions around it no no doubt about that the thing about this whole problem though i think that you were getting into human trafficking man children being exploited this is a common theme and this managerial class will constantly protect their own michelle like where is the log of visitors from Epstein's sex island? Like, why are we protecting the world's elite? We're not, but the world's elite are protecting their own until they're not. And that's interesting because now we're seeing a little bit of cannibalism around Joe Biden, right? From the document thing to from one flub to another. I think the world elite is now in Davos conspiring for what's coming in 2024. Oh, yeah, because prior to worrying about 2024, who was the best president that we've ever had. Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to eat their own. But if these stories so far haven't grabbed you, turned on the light about how bad the elitism is and how the technocrats are just out of control, we've reached the debt ceiling. And that puts us in a place where we have to be almost in a state of emergency. As such, one of the things that's on the table that gets cut are some of those retirement benefits for government employees. You know, those folks who worked all their life and doing their job. Well, their retirement's cut. You know what is not cut? Anything having to do with Congress. Dude, these people collect a paycheck for the rest of their freaking life, no matter how long they serve. A six-figure paycheck. That's right. Yeah. Cut that off. Done. You're out. You're done. Forget it. Come on. This isn't supposed to be like this. But that's not being cut when there's a debt ceiling. 
No, there's not. When you max out your credit card, company doesn't give you a higher limit until you pay down that balance. We're treating our country in such a ridiculous way. And we're really just sabotaging the future of my kid and the future of our children, right? Like they have to deal with all this stuff. And also too, at a certain point, the money just stops, right? The money just stops. There was once upon a time in history, when this happens, the government will come in and it will erase all the debt. And then it will basically also take all the assets from the entire country. We've seen this in Germany after World War II. This actually happened once before in American history as well. They take, they erase your debt, they take the assets of everybody, and then they give back people 10 cents on the dollar and say, all right, let's start again. Like, this is a terrible reality to come to terms with. And for everyone that's lived their lives responsibly, or you've learned from hard mistakes and you're trying to make things better, right? All that hard work is for nothing because you have the managerial class coming in and saying, you know what? We know better than you. Yeah, it's crazy. We're going to jump ahead in some of the notes that we put down today and talk about the real life problems that this brings to each and every one of us. What does that mean? When you think the feds borrowed $4 billion per day in 2022, man, I, $4 billion wow. per day. And how is that working for us? Welcome to January. Our wages have a negative year last year over growth oh, yeah. for, 20 for 21 months straight. Yeah. 21 straight months of negative growth in real wages. So it's okay. There were some people that were getting pay raises, which is cool. But when your pay raise isn't even covering the loss, okay, I'm getting more dollars, but my the more dollars that I'm getting are worth less. Yeah. So even though I'm getting more dollars, I can buy less with those additional dollars in my pocket. What's going on here, right? Our currency is being devalued in such a dangerous way. And you know what? When our currency relative to the rest of the world is devalued, that is a national security threat. Like you, you hear people talk about the fact that our national debt is a national security threat, and it's because it is. The thing that makes the United States a world leader, a superpower, is our wealth, right? We're able to finance the things that keep us powerful. And unfortunately, we've seen our members of Congress kind of subscribe to what the managerial class dictates. That $1.7 trillion omnibus bill is ridiculous. And so we're in debt. We're talking about raising the debt ceiling, but we're sending billions of dollars overseas to fund things like gender programs in Pakistan. It's absolutely absurd when we're sitting here not even doing enough to take care of our homeless, not even doing enough to secure our own borders. We're securing the borders of Ukraine, but the southern border along Texas and Arizona is being flooded every day. Small business owners, families in Texas can't even keep up with the amount of people who are trampling through their front and backyards. Mm -hmm. And it's absurd. It has to stop, Michelle. We need people in power that are going to actually take care of us. Just live by the I would say the I word, integrity. Do what you're supposed to do. In integrity. What? Who has know, that, what that anymore? What it doesn't heck? really have any place in politics. What am I talking about? People, this is what it comes <laughs> down to. You are worse off in 2023 than you were in 2022. And worse off in 2022 <sighs> than you were in 2021. It is going downhill fast. But don't worry. You're not alone. Hollywood is right along with you. Did you know Hollywood wow. lost over $500 billion in market value in 2022. And there's some reason for that. Not only does the economy suck, but think about this historically. When the economy sucks, usually Hollywood flourishes. Think of the Great Depression. People would scrape together what they could to go to the movies just to feel better, just to escape. But for some reason, Hollywood is plummeting. And Disney 
is about a third of that, or they're about one a hundred twenty billion. So <sighs> they have lost so much. Why? Because woke don't work. We don't woke want to see broke. it. You want proof of that? <laughs> there is an NFL player we're going to be talking about that is that during Pride Week said, you "Oh, that's know what? the NHL player, the hockey N- player. NHL player." Yeah, he. During Pride Week, Ian Provovov, Prov, say it for Pro, me. I'm going to do my best with the Russian accent. Provokov. There Provokov. you go, because you do it so well, and I was going to try. <laughs> I was going to try, but it just didn't work. During Pride Week, you can see more about this on our Sports Time Out show. He just respectfully said no, so he didn't go out. He didn't put. It was during warm-ups where they put on right. rainbow jerseys before the game as they're going on the ice and warming up. They had rainbow tape on their hockey sticks. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to do it because basically because of my faith. And that's all I have to say about that. I think that's a beautiful thing because it's him literally using the first amendment to, to support his faith. A journalist was trying to really get him to talk about this in a way that would, Oh, great. You have the video. Perfect. Perfect. Let's hear from the horse. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Philadelphia Flyers defenseman, Ivan Provorov boycotted his team's pride night and did not step out on the ice for warm-ups before a recent NHL game. Prior to the Flyers game against the Anaheim Ducks, players wore a pride night jersey. But Ian did not. And They did a better job saying his name than we did, I guess. I know. I have, but so, he, so this guy's a Russian Orthodox. He, that, that's what he practices, is Russian Orthodox. And you know what? Good for him. The thing is, I've been listening to some of the commentary from a lot of for a lot of gay people, gay libertarians, gay conservatives alike, and they are, well, they feel like they're being used. In terms of they, I mean like the LGBT identity. A lot of people do, yeah. Because they want to live their lives freely. They don't want to be used as a political tool to promote a political agenda. They just want to freaking pursue life, liberty, and happiness. And they are actually supporting this guy, Ivan Provorov, for for taking this position because, frankly, it's his right to. And also, by the way, he footnoted his explanation by saying, listen, I respect everybody. I respect their decisions. It's not up to me to dictate how they live their lives. That's basically what he said. With that being said, my faith says that I will act this way. And so when you live your life from a position of values and when you live your life according to principles, you should be entitled to do. And it's really made a mess of this because if, especially with sports, you're forced to bow your knee during and do black lives matter on On the court jerseys and pride night. And the thing is that all of those things are political and politicized. So are you become complicit in all of the things that represents when it represents going into schools. We'll talk more about some of the ugly things that are happening in our schools over sexualizing our children, genital mutilation of our children, or, even where it comes to marriage, you know, do what you do. But I don't go and broadcast every time you, uh, you don't, every time you have sexual relations with your wife, uh, nope. what position you're in. We have a baby. It could just be implied. And uh, Michelle, right? that's why, okay, the Hollywood thing the ties together. Thing. Yeah, the Hollywood thing ties together with this. It makes us away from the stresses of politics. And that's why sports was so good during integration in our country. It brought 
all people together around the field of play where competition and merit rewarded the best person on the field. Didn't matter what color you were. And that's what was great about sports decades ago. And now here we are, we're like, Hollywood is tanking. And why is it tanking? Because not every movie that Hollywood releases can be Top Gun Maverick, a movie that was patriotic, a movie that was not overly sexual. It left things to be imagined, right? It implied things that were of a sexual nature. It was a family-friendly movie. Now here we are, society has really taken the topic of sex and said, okay, this has to be a how-to explicit sort of discussion. And that's just not necessarily how it should be. Yeah, indeed. So uh, following up the story, Ian Provorov's jersey has about sold out. So if you want one, get one. Because in a way, it's really just saying, look, free. don't hate anybody. So Michelle, And don't you're be saying... afraid to talk about what you believe in. If you really believe that gender is fluid, you have the right to talk about that. Let's debate it out. Let's disagree. And then let's go have coffee. I can love you if I disagree with you. You, How you identify. There's days where I want to feminize out. I want to wear a dress. I want to wear heels. And there's other days where I just want to sit man spread and watch a game and enjoy it. <laughs> I'm not always the typical yeah. female. You can't put femininity necessarily in a box. Women are different. And to tell people you have right. to feel, just enjoy the body that you're in. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. For us to tell people you are not okay unless you get surgery. You're not okay as unless you say you're something else. Be an effeminate man. We're a, we are a you're rainbow. Right. We're a rainbow of different people. Well, God created the rainbow. He didn't create a rainbow of gender. He created a rainbow of beautiful people, created as male, created as female. But that has a beautiful array of how we play those things out. Celebrate who you are in the skin you're in and stop identifying as a lamppost, man. Just to that point, you could be a masculine gay dude. Yeah, you could be a masculine gay dude. You could be an effeminate straight dude. That's just reality, right? And unfortunately, society is trying to make everybody conform to a specific profile, depending on who you are and what your skin color is. And it's not good for anybody. I think the nice thing about what we're hearing from these hockey jersey sales, right, for Ivan Provokov and how we see the market react to movies like Top Gun is we're seeing that the there is pushback against the managerial class. I say that from that, that stupid worldview of managerial class versus servant class. The servant class really, we know the truth. It's not really the servant class. The ser- the, the managerial class is, a, is an idea that we need to get rid of. We need to get back to turning the servant class into the ruling class, the people, that's us. So it's good to see the people responding positively to people like Ivan Provorov and movies like Top Gun and frankly, businesses that choose to live life according to the constitution and don't buy into identity politics and things that do nothing but divide. Yeah. And it weakens us because we don't have the ability to say, I disagree with you, but I love you. What we say is, what we hear is, I disagree with you. So, well, then you're evil. And that's how it's come across with this NHL player is that he just is anti-gay. Tony Dungy, he's come under fire too. You can hear more about that on our Sports Time Out broadcast. But that's where we're really where we're at because we won't allow the conversation to say, you know what? If I believe that the best scenario is a 
marriage between a man and a woman. You love who you want to love. Have a civil union, whatever it is. But marriage is a, is sacred. And to Ian and others, it's a sacrament. Chill out, people. We can love you even if we disagree. Can you do yeah. the same? There's the challenge. But it's what they're doing to our kids that is really nasty and something that I wanted to take on in this update for how they're trying to woke your children, people. So look at this story. Let's woke talk your children. Woke your children. They're trying to woke them. You leave my child alone. Okay, yeah, this is a great story here. Go for it, Adam. Okay, Michelle, this is just, it's almost just, it is so stupid. So there is a local elected official who in Minnesota basically says not all students who menstruate are male. You want to hear it? Uh, this is a lady. Yeah, let's hear it. Absolutely. Uh, no on this amendment for a few reasons. Practical, financial, social, emotional. First, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender neutral bathrooms. Okay. And they are talking about feminine products. <clears throat> Can we call them that anymore? Menstrual <laughs> products. I think we work uh, that, that they're Masculine in, products. that they're put in bathrooms for girls. Okay. If we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. What? Did she just say what female must might become obsolete? That's absurd. That's like saying X, Y, X and X, Y chromosomes are absurd are obsolete. Oh, the, That's so you know, stupid. Start talking science. That just, you know, what's a gamete, right? What's a gamete? We need to make science. sure that all students have access so to these products. They're obviously less non-female menstruating students and therefore their usage will be much lower. And that was actually, um, calculated into the cost of this. Um, okay. I've heard enough, but basically it's so stupid. Yeah. Like how this is like a how to on like how to live and the opposite of reality, how to live in a delusional la-la land of garbage. Like these are people, this is a school board member. And like, these are people that are literally in charge of our of teaching our children. It's the most ridiculous thing. And by the way, like this is, this validates basically the school choice argument in so many ways. If that's what your government school is teaching your kids, send them somewhere else, homeschool them. You keep that crazy lady as far away from your children <laughs> as you can. That crazy lady with her random hair color. Because in, I don't know if you know this, but in California, they, just, they did a survey in a school district. 6% of the children identify as non-binary or gender fluid or gender neutral. And they don't in other areas of the country. So is there something in the water? I, or is it just that we're indoctrinating our kids and we won't just let them be kids? How do dare you tell your children that they're not beautiful just the way they are why do you have to why do you have to put them in a box let them figure out who they are my gosh most of us think of it of how many of us don't even can't even choose a major in college because we don't know what we want to do or what we want to be but yeah right. we have to choose our gender before we're well, even at a, a menstruating state yeah when you're a kid like one week you're an astronaut the next week you're a pro baseball player the week after that, you're a cat, right? Like you're a kid and you have an awesome, vibrant imagination that most adults wish they could still tap into. And this crazy lady, Representative Sandra Feist, she, she's, you know what, Michelle, I always wonder with people like this, okay, you're either really stupid or you're really corrupt, right? Stupid if you really think that like this whole like worldview is real, is reality today, or you're corrupt in that what you're saying is totally wrong, but you're influenced by a higher power like Randy Weingarten's union, and you're influenced by money, you're influenced by power, and you're using th these kind of dialogues as a tool to assert power over people. So it's like, what are you like 
a bad person or are you someone who's been you've been convinced of this thing and you're just naive and, and it's frankly really just hard to ignorant. tell but honestly it's something we all have to check because the bible says that our conscience is waxed cold and think about when you took beef or something if ground beef right you leave it on oh, the yeah. stove it cools off and it has that disgusting layer of fat there that it's that's what happens <clears throat> to our conscience we refuse to believe the truth of god it's so obvious and so abundant that worldview it works test it out god's not afraid of that and yet when we go, no, I'm not going to believe it. It's like it, it just little by little, we turn down the heat and our conscious wax cold. And then you believe any stupid lie. It, it, when that makes more sense to you than the gospel, there may be a problem. But we see it, as we mentioned, in this moral war that we're in, moral and social war, that a lot of these technocrats, these elites, are making immoral decisions. And here's another one. New York City, your kids, don't worry about it, whatever gender they are. You can just get an abortion pill. Just take a pill, kill, and kill. Take a pill and kill. Take a pill and kill. I'm sorry. Some females can take abortion pills, too. But she's a former she's a former musician. I want to say with the Pussycat Dolls, and this just I just read this week. But she was talking about three of the abortions that she had, and how she lives in deep regret. She knows what happened. She said, and during one of them, she had horrific complications. Now it's not important what her name is or if I got the story of who she sang with, but that is not unlike what really does happen. But we don't talk about that because it's right, not, right. it doesn't serve our moral and social war to do. We don't care about the people that it hurts. We just care about this evil agenda that we're involved in. Yeah, Michelle, I love how you call it a moral and social war because that really explains, I think, why we can't have conversations that are meaningful, right? Like a dialogue that leads us towards a different result that might involve a compromise. We can't have any of that because of this moral and social war. In a war, it's like you've got a rifle, there's a bullet in there, and there's one result that's going to happen when you pull that trigger, death or not death. And so when it comes to a conversation, and if you are in a moral and social war, then you can't have a compromise at this point. It's the other side, like this crazy lady saying, not all students who menstruate are female. And she believes this? that we're all stupid. How about this? Oh, story? okay. This yeah. story. <laughs> this is okay. Michelle, like if I were to expose myself to a 17 year old girl, I would be in jail, right? Rightfully. So there's a story in this is a YMCA in California that allowed a naked man to use the women's locker room with, by the way, underage girls present. This is a YMCA, right? This is a public, this is a place people go. And this poor 17 year old girl was showering in the locker room after a workout. And all of a sudden she turns the shower off, opens the curtain, and then boom, she's like full frontal male nudity in the women's locker room and she just Keep in, in total mind, horror, put this in perspective this is the kind of thing that you can't take your children to see at a movie theater yeah you, they can't <laughs> see it in the movie theater it can't be in their textbooks like it would be illegal almost under every scenario it's a, this is a child a 17 year old child and she turns off the shower and opens the curtain boom full frontal male nudity from a from a dude who's i think in his 60s or so 
And in horror, she quickly closes the shower curtain and basically hides till the guy leaves. She goes out to the front desk and reports what she witnessed, a, a an adult male and all of his manhood exposed. And basically the front desk says she is allowed to be in there. This is crazy. Like this is a child who was just exposed to a totally unreal, like just a, a freaking dude, right? If I'm this girl's father, I am just so mad. And there is going to be a lawsuit that follows from this. And you know what? You can't go down hard. This is a hill worth dying on, right? This is about protecting our children. In this case of 17-year-old Rebecca Phillips, I feel so, so bad for this girl. Now, I got to say, Michelle, I saw her interview on TV. She was on Tucker, and she was so articulate. She was so intelligent and well-spoken. And the way she describes this experience, this is an, this is going to be something that she carries with her for a long time. And frankly, I think it's going to fuel her own personal drive to try and fight against this injustice so that other girls are not violated in the same way. This is a really terrible thing. It's even more terrible, though, that the system over there in California is doing nothing to rectify this. The legal system is doing nothing. The YMCA is protecting this, per this what they say, trans woman to, to go and access that facility. Yeah, and let me tell it you something. One of the best child. friends has is tr transgender uh, he's had prosthetics put in his chest and it's something it's difficult it's something that he's dealing with and let me just say this about my friend my friend would never put them a child in that kind of danger it's a, it's an issue that pe i'm not trying to minimize what people are experiencing but it is it's a mental thing. It's a mental right. health issue. When you can't appreciate the body that you're in, there is a problem. Fine, you've got a problem. But to put that on children is endangerment. Well, it is perversion. It, it just on, is. Well, on, on anybody, Michelle, and, and Caitlyn Jenner, by the way, has the same opinion on this. Caitlyn Jenner says, you know what, it is wrong when... I do something that violates the rights or the space of someone else. The safety of someone else, yeah. Exactly right. So that's why a, a certain level of discretion and respect has to play into that that lifestyle choice, that that decision to be a trans person, right? Like, it, it is a mental disorder. You have to recognize that. It is not a normal thing, but that's okay. We're not trying to demonize anybody for that. Like, we we empathize with you. We're here for you. But you cannot but go leave into kids a, the hell alone. And that's yeah, not what's happening. You cannot go to a girl's locker room and expose yourself. This story was reported in Tennessee where teachers are wearing these I'm here badges. Now, on the back of these badges, you can imagine maybe something that you wear around your neck that's going into a conference or something. On the back has a QR code so kids can scan it and they can get all kinds of information and a lot of this is explicit in this problem with this parents are suing a school district for what they're calling indoctrination because it's not just this is i'm here why is that important why why do you have to put that on our kids that's not your place secondly the information that they're giving they're asking children what pronoun would you like to use and what pronoun would you like your parents to know that you use so keeping that information from the parents but yet your parents are responsible if you go nuts and you start shooting up a school i'm not saying that just because you're transgender you will that's a, this may be a whole nother issue altogether but you're responsible parents are responsible if if children go off the rail parents are responsible and have to deal with 
with the child's mental health issue. And while they'll argue that a lot of transgender kids are hurting themselves and they suffer depression, and not unlike a lot of other children, but that does right. not change once they get a gender reassignment surgery, by the way. It only goes right. up, but we That's don't right. talk about that as well. But let me just finish this with this news story. You don't think it's affecting your kids. You think my child's different. You think on and on. Educator sexual misconduct is greatly on the rise, according to a U.S. public schools report. This is a serious thing. Sexual misconduct. Do you really want to take your kids to the YMCA or to school to have them exposed to things that you would never expose them to at home that they are not emotionally ready for? Because it's happening. How's that public school looking before you right now? Just ask. Oh, it's, it's terribly scary to really come to terms with this. If you just open your eyes and check out some of the local headlines, Michelle, it seems like it seems like almost a weekly thing that we hear reports of, of something like a se- sexual deviance towards children. Here in Texas, I've heard stories, everything from a chemistry teacher taking a kid to a drag show to that same teacher exposing the kid to a convicted child molester who was, by the way, convicted of giving oral sex to a kid that was like eight years old absurd to, to bus drivers are doing things with children up here in North Texas and uh, band surprise. teachers and gym teachers. And it's like, who are we giving access to our children and what sort of systems are allowing them to behave in the manner that they behave? Or if not that, to give them certain types of access that restricts a parent's ability to protect their children. Yeah. These public schools, I got to start calling them government schools. And I grew up in them. Indoctrination centers. Pretty much. Like who are they employing to to take care of your kids? I had great teachers when I was a kid and I'm very thankful for that. I did spend time both in the public and private school system, but where we've fallen, we've fallen so far from grace. And in, in Texas, I think that we still do have a chance to to recapture some of that freedom, but it's only going to come when we introduce competition, make it easier to homeschool, make it easier for private schools to operate and less expensive, create competition. And then all of a sudden those government schools have to get better just to compete. I'm just telling you, you can homeschool. I've done it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. It, And it's amazing what the outcome is. You don't even have to be good at it. And your children's education is better. There's a number of reasons for that I will just encourage you with. That because of the way a homeschool is set up, a child doesn't move on unless they get what you're learning them, what you're teaching them, what you're learning them. See, anyone can homeschool. (laughs) What you're learning them, child. (laughs) (laughs) If If they don't master it they don't go on. That's just the nature of homeschooling. And you stay with them no matter how long it takes. So what happens is that at the end, these children have more of a mastery of each one of these subjects. If you can teach your child to read, to write, and to do simple math, if you can just start there and teach them how to learn that they it opens them up and they will explore and learn and grow in the areas that fascinate them it is beautiful what happens when you homeschool the caveat is you have to be able to control your child a little bit you can't have an out of control child running the roost because they won't they won't listen. And that's part of the problem today. Another issue I have up on the screen, if you're watching that, uh, 
is talking about the future of your children and why homeschooling may be important, getting them out of the government indoctrination centers that we call public education, is that the mindset now, watch this unfold. Pedophilia will now be normalized. It's going to continue to be normalized. This a progressive Belgian poet has said that people have to accept pedophilia resides in each of us. What the living hell does uh, this creepo mean? This creepo is like, Michelle, this is like that whole, this is a part of the whole worldview that is destroying our school system, right? It's this ridiculous First of all, ridiculous position here on pedophilia, particular Belgian poet, which, by the way, a city employee of the city of Bruges. Um, wasn't there a movie called like In Bruges or something? Why is a city employee slash poet saying that it's wrong to demonize pedophilia and that we need to like accept pedophiles? And they think about what you're hearing in the school systems now. They're not saying pedophiles or pedophilia because that's got a negative connotation. They're saying child attracted, minor attracted. Yeah, that, that that's a pedophile. That's a predator. And that's someone that you keep away from children. Stay 200 yards away from that school or a thousand yards away, whatever it is. That, but no. when you normalize other mental health issues like like body dysphoria, gender dysphoria, and you normalize that and then celebrate it and then put it on a hockey stick in Jersey, you don't get the help that you need and well, it's yeah. really sad conversely you can tell that this is a spiritual battle because of this big story there was a man in at the mall of america in minnesota that had a jesus saves t-shirt and he was asked to leave it's offending people how dare he wear that? I understand that. It's like really being offended that people are accepting that I'm not identified as a dolphin. <laughs> I, I go to the doctor and ask them to, to give me an implant dorsal fin on my back so that I can feel more like my true self. This is just so stupid. This guy's wearing a Jesus Saves t-shirt, which, by the way, Michelle, we've seen Jesus Saves shirts and bumper stickers and hats for decades, right? Like, I, I used to wear my cool What Would Jesus Do, my WWJD bracelet, like, all the time. What's the big deal about wearing a Jesus Saves t-shirt to a mall the mall of america is one of the biggest malls in our country it's a public place the security wants this guy to leave because he's professing his faith because he's wearing a t-shirt that bothers them this is ridiculous yeah it is it's sad it's and it freedom it's, well, it's, of speech but you can but yet you can expose children there's a teacher in canada that had prosthetic breasts put on that are oh, shy, freaking enormous those are those larger, are M cups, Michelle. That's like a bowling ball. Oh, the, bigger than that. And with larger than what would be natural nipples. And right. she wears pretty much see-through tops. Now, if I did that in school, which I wouldn't, I get out of here. That's so unprofessional. But, we, but this is untouchable. What the heck? But, uh, by the way, what is that dude like? What kind of like lower back support does that dude have to wear? What weightlifters wear to the gym, like the back support? Because <laughs> that is just so much like extra weight on the front side of the upper body. That's just it, it's <laughs> on so, the side it's so note, practical. Right? Yeah, like it's so impractical. It's got to be uncomfortable. And I imagine like that's going to result in all sorts of back issues over time. Well, forget like, the back just, issues, just don't do mental it. issues. What the heck is the, the wrong mental issues are there? Let's prevent the back issues. <laughs> What's wrong with you? But uptick. People are saying, "Come on, we've had enough." Ian Progorov's jersey nearly sold out. Um, 
an LGBT group was suing colleges because they said, you Christian colleges, you're discriminating. They were ruled against in the federal court. Texas, by the way, they've had a nearly 100% drop in abortions following the Roe reversal. Their lives are being saved. The soul of America is on the line here, and we're not allowed to talk about it. So this is where it's been really nuts, but there are some there's some light at the end of the tunnel it rests on us not the devos people there not the elites that are morally corrupt and trafficking little children the same little children that they're championing getting gender reassignment and gender mutilation to and they're having sex with them and trafficking them at a record rate there those people have no business making moral or social decisions so it's up to you and i on the local level where we go into our school districts and we make a difference, where we choose to homeschool our children, where we make choices that are going to make a difference, Adam. Yeah, if you're a parent and your kid is in a government school, ask yourself, you're the parent, right? How many school board meetings have you gone to this year, last year? How many are you going to go to next year? What are you doing to keep your, your, basically the people that you trust to educate your children, what are you doing to ensure that they know they're being watched and to make sure they're accountable? That is something that you can control and you can directly positively influence that. And you know what? If you're not getting the desired result, I guarantee you it, it wouldn't be too much to drive down to your local state capital and let your lawmakers know what's going on. Let the state board of education know what's going on. And you know what? If you can't make a change there, like Michelle said, homeschooling could be a great option. I would have loved to have learned about trees and leaves, not inside a classroom, but outside touching the leaf and looking at the tree. Like I can't wait to take my kid to NASA and to SpaceX and to all the museums so that I can teach them all this cool stuff. Parents that send their kids to government schools that are doing the wrong thing right now are tasked with the challenge of basically reteaching their children things the right way. So they go to school They learn it the wrong way. The kid comes back home and then the parents are like, wait, your teacher said what? Your book says what? Let me just fix that for you. The problem also with that, though, is once the child does learn the right way, they go and take a test. Right. And then they're they get a bad grade because they're not giving the right answers. It really creates a disconnect in that child's ability to learn Mm -hmm. and live life. And that's a terrible thing. So it's up to us to really look at what we can control because we can control a lot more than we think. You might feel power powerlessness. Some things are left to God, for sure. And God controls everything. Thank God for that, too. He also allows a lot because we make choices. And so he says, all right, you kick God, you kick me out of school, kick prayer out of school, you kick me out of the Mall of America, and then you wonder why everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. One other story I had up here because I didn't want to forget about is Supreme Court. There was a an investigation into problem and here we are eight months later into a problem where the abortion story was leaked before the actual ruling and it resulted in life-threatening threats to the judges that is not okay it's a federal crime to try to influence judges it's not exactly legal to try to kill someone either but here we are eight months later and they're like with covid and everyone working from home it's easier to take stuff and we just don't really know if you can't protect the supreme court (laughs) what the heck it's michelle this is like such a this is a 
this should concern everybody, frankly. This did, okay, this Supreme Court probe, first of all, the leak itself, it did result in an actual assassination attempt on Justice Kavanaugh. Someone was arrested in front of his house with weapons and with with restraints. That person was there to do some damage. And thank God, like, it didn't happen, right? That would have been a terrible thing. The media mostly ignored that story. The fact that now, eight months from that event of the actual Dobbs decision being leaked, the fact that we have no outcome here, no subpoenas were filed, no polygraph tests were conducted. There was no FBI involvement, by the way. Justice Roberts left it to the court martial to, to figure out what the problem was. And they actually, from their investigation, determined that it's highly unlikely that the court's infotech system was improperly accessed by a person outside the court. There's 100 employees, right? And they interviewed, I think, only 82 of those employees or so. And they got everybody that works for the Supreme Court to sign these sworn affidavits saying, under penalty of perjury, we did not disclose the Dobbs draft opinion to and anybody so outside the court. Because, you know, the kind of person but, that would illegal leak something is so ethical. Of course, they're going to oh, say, yeah, I'm not going to commit perjury. I'll sign here and here. it's all good. But a yeah. few employees admitted that they did tell their spouses about the draft or the vote count of the justice in this case. So that means there is a name. There is a who. But for some reason here, we're watching the managerial class protect their own. Yeah. They are protecting whoever it is, shared this information with their spouse. And then obviously that spouse went straight to the media. And as a result, Justice Kavanaugh was almost murdered, right? This is, Michelle, I guess the thing that's just so upsetting is that the double standard is so obvious. You think about what happened to the J6ers. You think about my customer, Brandon Strzok, who was outside the Capitol steps for eight minutes, he was charged with felonies. Like you had the FBI, like using like the world of cell phone data to identify all the people that were present in DC. And then now you have people who have been wrongfully imprisoned for two years without due process. Yes. But, but the, conversely, this, this uh, is, yeah. And that's a real problem. However, if justice gets murdered, you know what? It's just a casualty in the moral and social war that we're in. But here's the thing. We have to remember that while it is a battle, the Bible says that our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's not against the people that you talk to on social media. It's not about people on the other side of the aisle from where you sit. It's not somebody that identifies in a different gender or species for that matter. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's against powers and principalities and what the Bible calls rulers of darkness in high places. It's a spiritual battle. You want to win that spiritual battle, you win it on your knees. You win it in your own household. You win it when you master your own attitude. You win it when you're walking in love, when you love your enemies instead of trying to absolutely annihilate them, prove them wrong, reduce them to dust, love them, and pray for those who despitefully use you. There is more power in that than all the weaponry that every every battle has, every army has at their disposal. There's more power in prayer and there's more power in love. And that's what we're going to stand in. And that's how we're going to end it today. Take us home, Adam. Guys, thank you so much for listening, for watching, if you've been watching us. As, as time or two, Michelle, she's been blocked by the big tech platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, yada, guys. Please make sure you share us with your friends. Go to MyMichelleLive.com and check out the episodes directly. Find us on the podcast channels. Leave us comments, like us, subscribe us. And by all means, check out some of the merch on MyMichelleLive.com also. There's some pretty cool stuff there. And also some information about some of the other cool people that Michelle talks to and shares excellence with. Um, Michelle, do you want to just share a quick little bit about uh, your 
authorship abilities yeah. here too. Like yeah, I got to so kind of pull that into the mix too. Thank you. There's a children's book out. It's called Seeds in the Wind and it talks about the power of prayer. It's a real short book with a lot of art, but d- just reminding us of the power of prayer and the book Find Your Voice, which is for adults, will be out very soon. We just picked the cover and it really is about helping you find your superpower. There is a superpower that you possess in sharing your passion. I want you to find your passion. I want you to learn the superpower tools that will help you get your message heard. And I want you to take that message that God's called you for the reason that you're here on this planet and change the world, sometimes in massive ways and sometimes in small, wonderful, meaningful ways. That's going to be on the horizon, and you can find more at MyMichelleLive.com. Hey, thanks, guys. God bless you. Catch you next time. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.